What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Uh, Champaign, Illinois, one of its finest uh, new students uh, in town. Boys Bernardi, boys, how you doing? Good. Started orientation today, a little nervous. Uh, the paychecks are gone, getting paid out the vacation days in, the, in about a month. So that'll be the last day, the checking account, uh, get some money in for a little bit. But a little nervous, but excited. In the three one five, excited to talk about ACC, SEC football, and um, a little bit of EPL um, recap. You got it, brother. You got it. We we've got a lot on deck uh, for for this week's episode. Uh, but first and foremost, Davy football. Dave, we're one week closer to college football kicking off. How are you handling the pressure? No, I'm excited. It's it's better than going through like these team previews when I still don't know half the guys on the team and I'm just guessing and. Uh, it'll be a lot more fun when we actually have some spreads out there and you can give some handicaps. But for now, this will have to do a little bit of preseason NFL football, continuing to research for fantasy football. Um, Illini and Nebraska will play in 13 short days. So it's getting here pretty quick. It's great. Love that. Right around the corner. And, and look, I, I'm just going to throw this out. There. I was thinking about it the other day. I know we didn't keep a ton uh, of records last last season, but I think I think between the three of us, we got to have a little side wager. Um, I was thinking pre- that with I was thinking that with some of these predictions. Like I think so. These I I think uh, that and and our weekly picks and our weekly picks we, we got to think uh, of some sort of trophy or, or something that the winner gets out of the three of us. Do you I'm want just, me to be? Do you want me to be the contributor to that and the the tracker? Perfect. I can because I need to do I need to do something additional since I'm not going to manage the social media other than plugging uh, Pride Vodka. I'm not going to do anything else for this entire podcast so i can be the keeper of the stats that's perfectly fine i've got an excel spreadsheet i can do this and i got the most time at work well maybe not besides blaze now i mean he's at a college that's true that's true the audio engineer i'm the social media director i like to say now dave can be director of operations all internal stuff going on for the podcast and those gambling wagers that's internal director of operations so we can put that on dave's plate well in addition to social media look we do have some vendor relations us out too on spotify 30 episodes are now up on spotify for free uh download followed on spotify obviously we'll be dropping all of our episodes not only on spotify but itunes as well um but look whichever platform you're listening on i'm sure you've probably heard another social media outlets too that feel the dreams game boys what the most watched baseball game in 16 years thoughts reactions from the game um, I texted Dave this and the other group of friends, but I think this was the best regular season game since 1998 when the Cubs went to game 163 and Rod Beck and a line of cocaine um, closed down the San Francisco Giants for the Cubs to clinch the NFL, the Cubs to clinch the NL wild card. And I stand by that. That was just absolutely fantastic. I was out celebrating my last day of work with some people, so I didn't actually watch the game until the ninth inning. And oh my God, that was just absolutely insane. So exciting. Tim Anderson, one of the favorite players on the Sox, who probably should be the face of the MLB, hits the walk-off home run. You can't write a better script than that. Absolutely loved it. Um, these lifelong White Sox fans, let's hear what they have to say. 
you're you're if you're gonna be going game one sixty three, I don't know how you don't mention the two thousand eight blackout game blackout game for the the White Sox. Uh, if we're gonna count those, I I here was my biggest takeaway, and I'm gonna be a little bit of a naysayer here because the whole damn thing was pretty damn cool, pretty well executed. I said the only thing that was missing was Jim Nance because I get it that the whole thing was like sentimental and you had a lot of father son stuff going on, but holy cow. Did they jam it down your throat? I don't need to listen to Kevin Costner talk about Field of Dreams for two straight innings because it's just like listening to an Oscar speech. Like, I do not give a flying fuck what he has to say about this movie. Hat tip to Ray Liotta for just kind of just being like, yeah, I never even watched the movie. Don't really give a shit about it. Overall, though, it was great. It was awesome. Awesome to see the White Sox showcase like that. They lost the next two games to the Yankees, but I'm not in panic mode whatsoever until the playoffs. I'm probably like the opposite. We should get Mullen on as we get close to the playoffs because he's going to be freaking out. But I'm not worried at all about the White Sox. And just don't even worry about it. Set it and forget it until late September. I'm with you. I, I, I did think it was really cool, though, how they, they cued the lights right when, right when Tim hit that walk-off home run. Cut the lights. Nothing but fireworks going off. It, just an overall cool setting. Very cinematic ending uh, to that game. Uh, look, last Chicago update. Before we, we get into uh, some English Premier League, some NCAA football, Chicago Bears are their first postseason game. Justin Fields looked spectacular in the second half. Uh, running for a touchdown, throwing for one as well. Thoughts, reactions. I know Dalton's still number one, but you got to think that Fields, you know, one, two, not performing. You got to think Fields is going in, right? I'll say this is a neutral perspective. Okay, so Fields played great in the second half. So who is he going up against in a preseason game week one? He's going against guys who are fighting for a roster spot. So I think it's a positive that he got better as the game went on, but he was saying that the speed of the game also slowed down, and that's because those starters and second stringers were no longer playing in that second half of the game. Um, I think it's also hilarious in Fields' second series in the – First quarter or second quarter it was, Nagy calls three straight passing plays, so I'm glad he's figured out that what he was doing with Mitch Trubisky didn't work and he's going to do the same exact thing with Justin Fields, which is a whole other story. But um, I am not. I wouldn't get too hyped up um, yet. I'd wait and see how it goes. I'd like to see Fields start game two of the preseason because that's going to be like game three of the preseason now since there's only three preseason games. I'll hang up and listen to the Bears fans. Bears fans, we've got no – like literally no choice other than to hope and pray that Justin Fields is the savior. There's no other choice. So of course I'm hyped up about it. Of course I'm excited to see him play well. Do I think that he's going to start early in the season? Probably not, but I really hope that they just scrap the original plan and just throw him out there game one and let's see what happens. Do you really want Fields to go against Aaron Donald his first week and just be absolutely traumatized? Yeah, who cares? Let's see what we've got. Let's go. Trial by fire. Throw him out there. And I don't know. It's Take weird. Swim. You can't leave the league in interceptions if you don't play every single game either. <laughs> that Bears schedule is brutal. That Bears O line is brutal right now. They just signed Jason Peters. My God, I I would not want to put a rookie quarterback back there because he can get hurt and might not recover. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they start games two and three of the postseason. I I don't think he's going to start week one. I could see him, you know, again, if, if the Bears slipped 0-2 right away, I could see Nagy pulling Dalton then and, and, and putting him in. I wouldn't be surprised, too, if he got late looks, uh, third, fourth quarter of games, one or two of the regular season. 
So, the only other thing I was going to say, too, is it was funny. Like, I completely forgot that Nick Foles is still on the team until he third, got trotting out there and they booed his ass. <laughs> Honestly, it's ridiculous, too. What's Dalton making? $10 million and Foles is making nine or something? It's just That's ridiculous. That's Ryan Pace, baby. He's somehow that, – it's that EIU networking, dude. I don't know how he still has that job. What's What's Fields making? Rookie scale. Hey. Probably four to five, I guess. Jesus, still. Christ. All right. Well, hey, we did have less than Darnell Nurse. <laughs> Nine and a quarter. Are you kidding me? Jesus. I don't know that. Though. Pay the man. I mean, he's got to live at Edmonton for the eight years. That's a cost. That's a cost of just doing business up there. But hey, we did have English Premier League this last weekend kick off across the pond. Uh, Look, the only the only contribution I'm going to add here is I did see that West Ham got an early season W four to two uh, on Saturday. Uh, they looked real real strong there. But boys, give us a little bit of an update across the pond how that how that shake out weekend one. I'll just go two things. I kind of want to build off what Dave does with um Fox. They did get a little too sentimental of what he was saying, but I think NBC Sports played this the right way. So Brentford's a, a club that hasn't been to the top of the pyramid or the first league in um, English soccer in 75 years. So this stadium of 17,000 people, no pun intended, was absolutely buzzing for the Brentford Bees. And one cool thing they did just to kind of Americanize this is there's a town in South Dakota, Brentford, South Dakota, with 77 people. And they basically anointed it the Brentford capital of the United States, and they're all Brentford soccer fans, all these little kids and parents are wearing jerseys. So I thought that was kind of cool. and. I'm not really one for cliches and stuff, but that kind of melted my heart. But I thought it was awesome, too, that they kicked the shit out of Arsenal winning 2-0. If Arsenal had their way, they'd be in the Super League right now, and Brentford just basically showed them up. But they got didn't they get out-possessed and out-shot? Didn't Arsenal control most of the game? It was yeah, awesome. But, I'm really glad they won. But, yeah, but that's the style of soccer they have to play to succeed. And if Arsenal's not able to score off when they're pressing and scoring the counterattack, they're going to be vulnerable on the back end. And Brentford's an aggressive team. That's probably the most analytically driven team in the Premier League, and it worked out for them. Congrats to them and their fans. That's us, though. Congrats to us. We're there. Yeah, fans. that's our second favorite club. Speaking of our first favorite club, last thing, and then we'll get to some uh, American football. I wasn't able to watch the Leeds game. I was on a minor binge because um, my last paycheck was on Friday, so I was out. Um, it wasn't fun waking up in the morning Saturday and seeing Leeds lost to Manchester United. Five to one. They were tied one to one going in the 50th minute and somehow gave up four goals after that. Paul Pogba with four assists. Manchester United might be back in the Premier League title, might be going across the city of Manchester from Man City to Man U, returning back home. Love it. Love it. Good start. Good start to the EPL season. Uh, obviously, more to come on that as things progress. Unfortunately, uh, your team didn't get the win week one, boys, but uh, hopefully they can string together a couple here these next, uh, next handful of weeks. But well, let's come back back across the pond. Uh, we're going we're going down south, below the Mason Dixon line here, at least for for mo- most of the games uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, look, let's start with the ACC. ACC football, uh, Clemson, the heavy favorite here, uh, minus a thousand to win the ACC. North Carolina plus seven fifty. Miami plus 800, NC State plus 2,500, and then you got Duke and Syracuse uh, rounding out the bottom there, plus uh, plus 15,000 uh, to win the ACC. Uh, boys, anyone you got 
circled on the uh, uh, on the list there on the card, and, and who you like to win the ACC? Um, I don't want to talk about who's going to win the ACC. There's one team and one coach I just don't really like in the ACC, and it's Justin Fuentes at Virginia Tech. This guy was at Memphis, did an awesome job. He was also the coach of Anthony Miller. I know he's a favorite up in Chicago, a former receiver now in Houston Texans. But Fuentes has been the head coach of Va Tech since 2016, and his teams are combined 38 and 26. And I don't think it's going to get much better this year. And um, I want to go in more details about this with the um, over-under win total. But that first game, they're hosting North Carolina, and I think that's a big game for them to see how the season's going to go. Because um, after that, they also have to play West Virginia on the road in a tough um, – Big 12 matchup, and they're also playing Notre Dame. They could already have three losses before Columbus Day weekend, and I think it's going to get really ugly. Fuentes is already on the hot seat, and I might want to say sayonara and go and fade Vatek this whole year. That's a hot. That's a hot take on, on on the Hokies there, but Dave, I know you've got a couple things circled on your card, um, just as far as who could win or or not win uh, the ACC. General thoughts before we go. Uh, before we go to go to the lightning round. So uh, I, I I'm agreeing with Blaze. I don't think anyone's going to beat Clemson. They're heavy favorites. You can bet them to not make the college football playoff. It's plus four twenty five. I think on the other end of that, it's like minus a thousand that they're going to make it. It's something outrageous, yeah. outrageously long. Um, what I like in the ACC, when I what caught my eye is it's basically a two horse race in the Atlantic division you've got unc and miami both bringing back their starting quarterbacks uh sam howell for north carolina and Derek king for miami both coming back both could be high yeah, candidates um but if i'm gonna if i'm gonna pick a team and, and and pick a side here i'm gonna go with miami mainly because i still have ptsd of mitchell trubisky as a bears fan so it's purely just a gut pick. But I think I like Miami to win the Atlantic division. You can bet them at plus 135 on DraftKings right now. The only other thing I put on here was that uh, Florida State, they're bringing Mike Norvell in, speaking of uh, Memphis coaches. He's coming in. They're still Florida State. They're 50-1. to 1, So if you want to throw a long shot on somebody, you can bet it on them. they got a bunch of starters coming back on offense. I kind of like your, your Miami take there, Dave. I, I, I like. You know, if you're gonna throw a flyer, I'd I'd maybe throw a flyer on Miami to even win the ACC. I mean, I thought they had a really solid team last year, and with Derek King coming back, you know, uh, look, I I think they're gonna have a really good season. That offense isn't gonna slow down. I don't think anytime soon. But look, it's like his fifth, isn't it? Isn't it King's like fifth or sixth year playing too with everything in COVID? Oh yeah, yeah. come back, and he's also got a bunch of sponsorships. So good for him getting paid. Oh, so do you think he's going to check out and he's not going to play as well? He's going to be too focused on that? No, paper? no, no. I think he can play in the NFL. I don't know if that quarterback, but I'm, I'm just happy he's able to get paid and kind of make some money from this. Like, dude's tore his ACL. He had to deal with the shit show that was going on in Houston. They wanted him to yeah. redshirt the year or something So because they wanted to, like, tank for the fo- college football season, which I've never heard before. But, no, they're playing Alabama first week. That will probably be one of the premier games to watch that weekend, too. But – um. No, I think Miami's a good pick, but man, like you, I almost want to throw a tenner or something on Clemson not to make the playoffs at plus four twenty-five. Because if they somehow lose to Georgia, I hate Kirby Smart. By the way, we'll get in more on that later. What's the what's the week? What's the line on that? Do we know yet? No, we don't know. If they lose to Georgia, they it's they slip up one game. They're not going to be in because it's only four teams. 
So something yeah. weird could happen. And so, so they're five. They're over under. They're over under. Let's just go. Let's start the lightning round. They're over under is 11 and a half wins. I'm going under on Clemson, 11 and a half wins. It's only one loss, right? One loss. Yeah, that's one loss. Yeah, and that's what you need under. to. Yeah. Okay. So what are they to make the college football playoff then? Minus. Oh, I know. They're, they're da- I saw on D- DraftKings today when I was researching, they're dash 750 to win the ACC. So I would guess that they're pretty damn close to that. To, to make the college football playoff. Because if they win the ACC and their only loss is to Georgia, they'll still get in. Yeah, my God, you almost won. Plus, plus 450 to make the, to actually to win the college football playoff. Jesus, it's not even to make it. Man, I don't know. The ACC sucks, but North Carolina, Miami, I know they're on the easier side, but something weird could happen. And that Georgia game, they're, they're still having that new quarterback. I know he played good against Notre Dame that one week, but – I think well, everyone's, everyone's be like got Trevor. new quarterbacks, don't they? Like uh, Georgia's got a new quarterback. Bama's got no, a new they quarterback. Got that guy from USC they got that guy from USC coming back. Okay. So, hang on. Speaking of quarterbacks, we got Sam Howell coming back in, at UNC. Over-under is at 10 wins. Dave, you're going over-under 10. I think I'd take the over here because I think they'll get exactly 10. I think they'll lose twice, but I think I would take the over. I think I'd take the over on Miami, too. I think I'd take the over on both of them. So over under Miami is nine and a half. Blaze, are you taking the over under over under nine and a half for Miami? I take under on Miami. Manny Diaz, I can't trust him week in and week out, and they're also playing Alabama week one, so that could get – you don't want um, Derek King to get hurt right away or something weird happens. And then also I like North Carolina beating Miami in the regular season. So I take um, over North Carolina like Dave. I'd go under on Miami. Good. Love it. Last one. For both of you, Florida State over under five and a half wins. My God, boys, I go under. I just any coach from Memphis, any football player from Memphis, Paxton Lynch, Anthony Miller, Justin Fuentes, Zach Norvell, they all suck. Take the under. Memphis coaches stink. Someone has to say it. I, I told you I liked them as a flyer with a with uh, in the ACC, so I would t- I would take the over over five and a half. All right, well look, let's wrap up the Atlantic Coast Conference here, and and let's head let's head a little further south, gentlemen. Uh, arguably the best conference in, in all of college football, uh, at least the last decade. The SEC Southeastern Conference. You got some powerhouse teams this year at, at the top of the coaches and AP poll, which AP poll uh, came out today. Uh, look, you've got to win the SEC. Alabama minus one sixty-five, Georgia plus two hundred, Texas A&M plus a thousand, Florida plus fourteen hundred, LSU reloading after uh, what what seemed to be an off year last year uh, at plus sixteen hundred. So, Dave, initial thoughts on on the SEC East and West, and who do you like coming out of both sides? Well, it's really hard to bet against either of the two favorites up there. Georgia and Bama are there every single year. Um, I think if you're going to take a flyer or a little bit of a longer shot, I think I'd go with LSU just because Coach O has proven in the last couple of years that they can they can do it and they can beat Alabama. Um, Lane Kiffin's there still. You mentioned Ole Miss. They're at 25-1. But I think if I was going to do a longer shot, I would bet LSU. I, I probably won't bet anybody to win the conference over here. It's not like – Last week, I liked my, my, my handicap on Utah the best, so that's why I'm going to bet them. Like I don't have anything, any inklings or anything like that over here. It's easy to look at a team like Alabama and be like, oh, my God, they lost everybody. 
but at the same time, they're Alabama, and then, and, they, and they reload every year. I forget Mike Leach is at uh, Mississippi State too. <laughs> oh my God! Star, Starkville already won one national championship this year. That they're not even going to sniff another one. Hopefully not. Alzans out. This whole conference. Oh my God! This conference is fun. Who's who's at Auburn now? Who do they hire? I forget, Blaze. I can't remember. But um, no, I was waiting for your. Malzahn's uh, at Malzahn's at Central Florida. I know. I know he went yeah. there. Boys, who do you like in the East and the West? Um, before we go, I was kind of hoping Dave would use his uh, annual joke in Alabama. This is Bobby John down there in Tuscola. Friends call me BJ, and uh, I don't have kids, but if I did, I'd name him Alley, and I'd name the second one Bama. I saw the Bear Bryant's. I saw the Scam Newton jersey on the Bear Bryant statue. I said, fuck it. I'm going to go poison them trees. Well, speaking of poisoning them trees, but no, I think it's Alabama's to lose. But I do think people underestimate Coach O. The guy won a national championship, and I still don't think he gets any credit. I think 10 to 1, that's maybe three or four points too high. Maybe throw something out and you can get lucky. Like Alabama does reload really well every year, but man, losing two first round. Losing three first round offense, four first round offensive players, a running back, two receivers, and a quarterback. Man, there's got to be some regression to the mean there. And maybe LSU can capitalize on that with all those returning starters. It was all first round talent, too. Like, it's not like that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not just anybody they're losing. They're losing the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver, and then another wide receiver is going to the first round ahead of them. Yeah. So I don't know. I think maybe LSU is a good flyer on that, but I want to go to the SEC East. It's a Shit show every year, but somehow Georgia always climbs out of it because these other teams are just absolute crap. But Kirby Smart last year, he had the transfer come in from USC, and he didn't start him right away. JT Daniels tore his ACL, lost his spot to Clay Helton, and then came back um, to Georgia. Didn't start him, but he started a walk-on quarterback before him, and they nicknamed the guy the mailman because he looked like the guy that would deliver your mail but couldn't throw the ball over 40 yards. And he threw like four picks against Alabama losing that game. I have no faith in Kirby Smart and Georgia being able to come out of this um, conference again. He's just a horrible coach, great recruiter. I can see Al- I can see it coming out of the SEC West again as always. Give me Alabama, and then maybe what you do is also throw money on LSU. I'm not a big believer in Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M either. No, Kellen Mond's finally gone, but – LSU is actually 18 to 1 to win the SEC. So if you think they can get past Bama, you might as well just bet them to win the whole damn thing. Yeah, I, I think so too, man. That's God. You can almost double down and go 10 to 1 and 18 to 1. Like, hey, it was only two years ago. You could have bet Joe Burrow 200 to 1 to win the Heisman. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is like, I know it's kind of like a square handicap, but Coach O just won the, they won the national championship two years ago. And he thinks that this team could be just as good. So I guess if you, you got to take it with a grain of salt. And I thought maybe you were going to say that they nicknamed that kid the mailman because it looked like he could be Carl Malone's illegitimate son that he had with that 15-year-old girl. Carl? Oh, no. I don't think Carl Malone's ever been. Carl Malone just lived in Utah. I think that's the only way he was able to get away with doing all that stuff. Right, 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 right. Okay, America. Um, what are some of your, Mikey, what are your, some of your picks here? Who do you like? I mean – I, I'm going to save my thoughts for the over/under win totals because I actually I, I think there's a couple flyers on here that I I would really take, but it, look if I'm going to take anybody to win the SEC, I mean you obviously got to go you got to go with Alabama. Mikey Public picks over here. You think I'd veer from uh, veer from that path? You 
You're goddamn how many, wrong. How many Mikey, Mikey politics. What you need to do then is do a Mikey Publix pick parlay. Do Alabama and Clemson to win their respective conferences. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That probably pays even money, dude. No, can it we does get not that, pay even money. Can we get that boosted on uh, any websites as part of our sponsorship deal? <laughs> yeah. You might be able to boost many, that parlay on points better DraftKings. That's and true. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, do you think that the Bama and Clemson are locks? I'll tell you what's a bigger lock. And that's Mikey Merrick having Auburn in a two teamer, at oh. least two, two, two teamers week one. No oh, doubt about it. There we go. They got, got Bo Nix coming back, dude. They're not going to be that bad, I hope. <laughs> oh, my God, Bo Nix. Don't call horrible. me Stevie. Horrible. He's I, hey, I've already got it circled on the calendar. It's going to be what? Week six, week seven. We're going to go week seven, October 16th. We're parway in Auburn. They're playing at Arkansas. Again, we're going to parlay them with Alabama in Starkville at Mississippi State. A lot of people like uh, uh, Arkansas to be a lot better this year. I don't see it. They've been terrible. I don't. I don't see it either. I'm, I'm going to to Arkansas in December. Their, I'm curious to see how. Sorry, boys. I, I I'm really curious to see how Florida reloads after Trask leaving and uh, Jadarius Tony as well. Um, who and Pitts, right there. I mean, they're they're three offensive weapons. So it, it'll be really curious to see how how those guys shake out. But I mean, I'm looking at the bottom of this conference, and it is all. I mean, Tennessee's going to be bad. South Carolina's bad. Vanderbilt's terrible. Missouri. Uh, they've got that sophomore quarterback who showed a little bit of promise from last year, um, you know, in his freshman season, Richard freshman season. So to this, to, to this is a point that I wanted to make then talking about the big 12 last week, right now, like where would you plug in Oklahoma and Texas, like in the hierarchy here? I know depending on what, what division they're in, but like Florida 16 to one. And I think that Oklahoma is probably better than them. And then, I, th I think you put like, Oklahoma above Texas, Georgia. And, and Texas is probably like just around like Ole Miss, Auburn area. I would say like if if you put, yeah, if you put Texas in, they're probably like. So we're still top half of the conference. They're LSU, Ole Miss, Auburn territory. If you put Oklahoma in, they're number two. And, you know, they're probably like plus 175 to, to win the conference, I think. You know, I oh, still well. think Bama's a favorite, but I think OU is – Plus one fifty, plus one seventy five to win that conference. Yeah, I, I, I. Speaking of, I'm not a Lincoln Riley believer either. I was surprised to see in that AP top twenty five poll, Oklahoma was ranked number two because I think that's two or three steps too high. They still haven't proven anything to me yet in that defense. Like, that's the Spencer Rattler factor. If if you want my opinion, boys, I I think that I think that's why I I think again if. Even if they stay undefeated, but if things look a little rocky with him there to start, I, I think they they drop to, to well, three, maybe even four. Well, you just look at the teams around them there, right? Like every, a lot of the teams around there are replacing quarterbacks. So like right. Texas A&M is Kellen Mond's gone. Uh, Clemson is uh, loses Trevor Lawrence. Alabama loses uh, Mac Jones. So like Ohio, Ohio State, State loses Justin, Fields. Justin Fields. Like so, all those other teams up there really, besides like in the top six that you would look at are replacing a quarterback, so you don't really know what you're going to get. And, yeah, I, I, it's more so I just don't trust their defense. Yeah, and I want to piggyback off what, Blaze, you kind of mentioned it about uh, Joe Burrow a couple years ago. 
the SEC might not be a bad area to look for like some longer shot uh, quarterbacks that are going to be on these teams that we expect to be pretty decent to throw a Heisman flyer on it at some of these longer odds and see if you can't catch lightning in a bottle again. Yeah, no, I get that. that's an interesting concept maybe to look at. I know we both liked um, Brock Purdy as a possible Heisman contender along with their uh, running back too. But uh, Brees Hall, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, like we talked about, Merrick, you missed this. Joe Burrow, two hundred one to Heisman, two hundred one to win the Heisman two years ago, and that hit. So anything can happen. Anything can happen. Hey, really quick before we go in the lightning round here, I do want to get your guys' take on this because. I've heard a, a couple buddies from the Midwest, at least, that have gone down to SEC schools for a football game, football weekend. They didn't know anybody. If you guys were to pick a school to go see a home game in, in the SEC, where would you go? Oh, that's, I think it's easy. LSU night game. Okay. All right. LSU night game, Death Valley. Boys, what about you? Um, I don't know if there's an easy way to get there, but um, I'd want to go to Ole Miss. Um, I was actually up in Chicago like 10 years ago and at the airport and someone was coming back from a game there and he was from the Midwest and said it was one of the craziest experiences ever. And for some reason, I still remember that conversation and I'm going to take his word for it. I want to go to Ole Miss and see a college football game day or night. Don't care. I feel like I got to go to a Bama game. If I'm in a public picks them uh, all season, I, I, I might as well go to a game there. I've heard great things and I mean, come on, it's Alabama. So, um, but boys, I, I, I have heard good things as well about Ole Miss. Hi, uh, Daddy. Heard the, heard the grows a pretty good time there. Great drink. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, look, lightning round over under wind totals. Uh, let's start in Knoxville, Tennessee volunteers over under six wins. Boys, what are you going with? All right, not to be uh, – shout out to Tennessee being the volunteer state. If there's any ever too many um, colleges or universities in the SEC, Vanderbilt and Tennessee should volunteer to get the fuck out of there because they just absolutely suck at football the past 10 years. Um, I'm taking the under. I don't even know a single team they're playing, what the hell they're doing. They've just been bad since Peyton Manning left. They had that one Ewing theory year when the year after Manning left, they won the national title. It's been all downhill since. It's not getting any better. Go under. Josh Heupel, new quarterback there. So you're going over, new, Dave? New, uh, new coach there, not quarterback. You going over? over? Quarterback of Oklahoma, Josh Heupel. You going over under? Uh, under. I hate Tennessee. They stink. Under six. Under six, folks. You heard it here first. Uh, all right. Let's let's go to Ole Miss, boys. Ole Miss over under seven and a half wins on the year. Um, I like this. I like the over. Um, just because they're playing Louisville the first game of the year. I think that's an easy win. They just need to get um, a, um, some other wins in the SEC. Their defense was like historically bad last year in regards to regression of the mean, whatever the opposite of regression is. It has to improve. So they, I see going the over there. They have one tough game in the first seven weeks. And I, I mean, granted, that's in Tuscaloosa, but they have a pretty capable. I mean, they can be five and one going into week seven. Uh, they have that by week four. So. Uh, boys, I, I'm I'm going to ride you with that. Uh, I'm going to ride you on the over seven and a half. I think they get nine wins on the year. Uh, let's go to Gainesville, Dave. Over under nine wins for Florida. I would take the under here just because you talked about it. I just don't know what the quarterback, what's going to happen at quarterback with them moving on from Trask and Blaze. Just for the record, regression, even if it's positive and good for you, is still regression to the mean. 
We'll do well for the Big Ten next week because that regression to the mean is going to be a big keyword when I talk about Illinois football. They they haven't talked about that. It's it's still orientation week at at, at the NBA program down there at UIUC. Uh, all right, boys. You don't uh, need to know oh, math and HR. Get real. Come on, come on. Just protect the company. Let's go. <laughs> Get boys. them to sign the NDA, boys. Come on. Come on. Boys, speaking of come on, over under nine wins for Florida. Come on. Under. I don't like Moe. He lost his mind. Last year was their year to do something, and uh, they crashed and burned. Rebuilding this year, don't see it happening. All right. All right. We're going to the dog pound, baby. Georgia, Dave, Athens, are they going to get over under 10 and a half wins? I think they'll go over. Uh, Over. I don't think there's no one else. There's no one else in the East really besides Florida that's even going to threaten them. I don't think so. I think they'll go over. So are you saying they lose to Clemson, go eleven and one, and win out in the SEC East? Yes, I am. Okay, wow. I'm actually going to agree with you. I can't stand Kirby Smart. I think he's an idiot. I talked about this earlier. The guy picks quarterbacks worse than uh, Ryan Pace does. Um, but I think this year the schedule is just too easy for him. I'm a big believer in JT Daniels, guy from California coming down there to save the South, just like everyone imagined. So um, that's what I see it playing out, and I think it is, and um, they'll be in the title game playing Alabama or LSU. Man, I see that Bear Bryant statue, that Cam Newton jersey. I don't know. I said, fuck it, I'm going to poison that tree. It ain't Cam Newton. It's Scam Newton. Scam Newton. Uh, look, Nick Saban. And the Crimson Tide, Alabama, over under 11 and a half wins. Got to go undefeated. Do you think 100% vaccination rate? Do, do, do you think they go undefeated, boys? Nick Saban's a great coach, but anytime I ever talk about him, people forget that he was the coach of Miami Dolphins and basically lied saying he was, wasn't going to leave and then he left like at the end of the season because it was so bad. Um, he found out he's a college coach, though. I'm going under. I think it's going to be hard to go undefeated, reloading with a brand new um, offensive skill set. They lost. They lost Steve Scarcesian too. Bill O'Brien's down there now, trying to remake his career, much like Steve Scarcesian and Lane Kiffin did. Um, but I just don't see it happening. I think they're going to slip up once, and I think it's probably going to be against LSU. I go Who, under eleven and a half. Who's drunk? Are you or Steve Sarkeesian saying his last name? Jesus. Yeah, I like whiskey. He like he likes he likes tequila, but we both get to the same end destination. <laughs> oh, just a different path, boys. Just a different path. I'm gonna agree with you. I I'm going on the under on this. I mean, you had a tough week one against Miami. It's gonna be a test. Uh, Florida and Ole Miss all inside of you know the first five weeks. Not to mention week six. Uh, they're at College Station, uh, taking on a tough A&M team. So, uh, boys, I'm with you. It's, it's going to be tough, I think, for them. Uh, and, and not to mention, they're, you know, I think in a, a bigger reload this year than they have in prior years. So, But then again, they're Alabama. So It's the entertainment factor, too, right? It's a 12-game season. you got 11 and a half. You just need one loss. So, like, you're not out of it until literally the last week of the regular season. It's You can just root for them to lose any game. And the, the game that they're getting beaten in, it's going to be very exciting for you. So, if you, you, know, you, if you put, like, 100 bucks on happens it, in that Alabama-Auburn game. Yeah. Yeah, they're replacing literally every single one of the skill positions on offense. But it's still Nick Saban. That's true. Still Nick Saban. Still Nick Saban. So, look, any final thoughts on the SEC, boys, before we wrap this thing up? I like what Dave said. I think you take a flyer on LSU 10 to 1 to win the SEC West and then 18 to 1 to win the national title. 
because Alabama is still a wild card, even though they can reload. I think it's worth a shot, and LSU has has a track record of under Coach O, whether people want to admit it or not, coming out of nowhere and kind of pulling this off. For whatever reason, too, I'm with you. I don't know if we just have bet on the same David, side so often. You're not together. with me. I'm with you. No, I was going to go about Texas A&M. <laughs> I can't trust Texas A&M at all, and I don't know why. Like, I think it's because we've been scarred by betting on Kellen Mond so goddamn Oh, my much. God. That, like, it, it's similar. I said this last week. As I've been doing my research, just, like, looking at stuff for this and for fantasy football and for the NFL as we start to, to creep up on all this, you just remember – certain teams and certain players and certain guys that you hate. And you're like, I am never going to bet on this person ever again because I got burned. And Texas A&M is one of those teams. Tennessee is the, the cursed team of all of us too. No matter which oh, you don't you touch them, you lose. You don't touch you lose. them. No, it's no. also a hilarious too is I guess before we were born that Tennessee Alabama rivalry was always really good. And that game is always the primetime game on CBS at 2.30. And Alabama absolutely curb stomps them, lights them on fire, and then pisses on their dead body and just absolutely steamrolls them every year. And it's hilarious. That's the thing, too, is we're, we're kind of sitting here saying, oh, maybe Alabama has a little bit of a test against Miami week one. Watch them just come out and win by 40. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Like, I have no faith in Manny Diaz. ACC football players are not built like SEC football players. It, it might get ugly. And, like, we've seen this before. Alabama always plays a team like this in Atlanta. They did it with USC when Sam Darnold was there, and they won by, like, 30. I think, like, two years ago they did it against um, another Big tw- a Big 12 team. I can't remember who, and they just ran him out of the building. It's 18 and a half points. I'd be staying away from that game, but we'll be talking about that next week. Just write it in already. Alabama first half. Next question. Alabama first half. Well, oh, I want minus gonna, 10. Easy. We're going to part. We're going to part. Alabama first half. Week, next. One. week one. Week one. Public pick parlay. Let's go. We got to get that one dialed up. Hey, real quick. I I know we're, we're pressing time here, boys, but South Bend, Indiana, it's almost football season. The domers are, are out on that out on that turf. Boys, what's the weather looking like in South Bend for the weekend? Very humid. 70 um 70% humidity, 85 degrees. It doesn't look like it's gonna rain, but it's gonna be a little cloudy. So hopefully um it does rain and that humidity drops. But um those football players, but more importantly, those grad assistants, hopefully they're staying safe and they got water bottles up there uh, 10 stories high, uh, videotaping the football practice. Yes, hopefully they stay safe in the heat and obviously on those cherry picks. Hopefully they're tied down uh, this time because obviously tragedy can strike anywhere. But uh, look, gentlemen, super excited for college football around the corner. We got a week uh, till Illini football next week. Uh, for all you listeners out there, we are going to be previewing the Big Ten uh, ground and pound football. Uh, we're going to talk ad nauseum about them and. Your Notre Dame Fighting Irish with with a couple potential guests coming on uh, to to give you a, a couple hot takes from South Bend. So we'll we'll uh, have we'll have four football games to preview for Week Zero too. It's gonna be awesome. It'll be cool. It's gonna be yep. awesome. And uh, for for all you listeners out there, we appreciate you. But we are gonna start doing this on Monday nights, hopefully. So we'll be getting this podcast out early to you. Yeah, and we're while gonna be the lines are hot. While the lines are while hot, while the lines are hot, come and get them. Press come and get them. You well, can get them. Find us on Spotify. There you go. iTunes, Spotify. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram as well. Gentlemen, it's good talking to you this week, and uh, we'll catch up with everybody next week.
Peace.